You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode number 132, sponsored by Jim Henley's Universe, InStock Trades, and Netflix. Welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 132, where we bring the sexy back. My name is Ron, and I'm here with... Connor. Hello. And... Hey, I'm Josh. <laughs> All right, then. I'm very sexy. <laughs> so, at iFanboy.com, we like comics. We like sexy comics. And we read those comics. And then, every week, one, um, one of us picks the best comic that came out during the week, writes a review of it on iFanboy.com, and then we come here to talk about it, as well as all other books that came out this week. Well, not all of them, but some of them. As well as anything else that kind of strikes our fancy about comic books. Um, but before we get to the show, I want to remind everybody and warn you that, um, and I'm just so tired of saying this, um, this is a review show, and we're going to be talking about things that happened in the comics. So we might spoil some things, so if you're a spoil, um, if you're sensitive to the spoiler, you might want to press pause and come back after you've read your comics. Um, is this the Eros show? <laughs> it might be. Um, My pick of the week was Omaha the Cat Dancer. <laughs> So um, you can, if you're worried about the spoilers, you can check the uh, check the show notes uh, on ifanboy.com or in the description of the show to see when what we're talking about. Um, but if you're not worried about spoilers, keep on listening because Josh had the pick, and boy did he! And and uh, you know it's funny because if this is the sexy show, then a title like Pretty Baby Machine uh, seems like it would be really appropriate. It does, doesn't it? It's not that though. Oh, um, and if you were to just so see we're it, not talking about Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt then. No, no, she would. She's a pretty baby machine. That one. Uh, yeah. So is he. He's prettier than her. Hell. Anyway, um, my my stack this week was was uh, record breaking. I think for me it was like eighteen books or something like that. Which uh, that's that's right up at the top of her head. And I had I had I don't know. I was I was disappointed by a lot of books this week. Um, um, but but what it did was it cleared the way that I actually picked up this book, Pretty Baby Machine. Based solely on the solicitation was just like guns, broads, mobsters. And I was like, okay, that sounds fine. Um, but I was kind of wary about it because I've read a lot of bad books like that. And it was like it said noir. And, uh, uh, you know, it, sometimes you're in the mood for it. Sometimes you're not. And, and most of the time they haven't been good. So, uh, I, so I still decided to go ahead and pick this up because I had the pick. And I thought, hey, on the off chance that I could miss a good book on that week, I wouldn't want that to happen. And I was uh, really pleasantly surprised. I ended up enjoying this book um, probably, obviously, more than anything else that I'd read this week. Um, and I was, just, I was just so happy that it was good, I think, because I hadn't really expected it to be. I, I guess if, if that's how it goes. Um, what it is is uh, gangsters in Chicago in 1933, um, and it, the the title "Pretty Baby Machine" actually refers to Pretty Boy Floyd, Babyface Nelson, and Machine Gun Kelly, uh, who are these three uh, real characters from history, and they work under Al Capone, and they're going to go after him. That's Which basically is exciting. It's very Connor. Did you get this? No, I did. Oh. I picked it up. You did, yeah. Well, that's that's the that's the uh, luck of being three hours behind you is that I can see what the pick is and then I can buy it and read it and, and see if I agree. So, um, yeah, so I picked it up. Um, my my question is is this is this a tr- this isn't a true story. This is all made up, right? I don't think it is. Okay. To be completely honest with you, in the in the sort of reading all of the comics and doing the pick of the week and doing all the stuff that we have to do for the site, I didn't have a chance to pick out a book and read the actual history. However, um, unless this story ends in failure. You know, Al Capone went down because of the taxes. Right. He wasn't taken well, they're, down. They're by- not going to overthrow him, clearly. I mean, no. these guys, I, I don't think this, I mean, it may, may or may not be true, but these guys all met their own fate individually. So they're, right. I, mean, I remember all- that. Yeah, I do remember Yeah, I looked that. up that a little bit, and they didn't die that long after this story is supposed to take place. Right. Um, right. I think what it is, I, I'm, I think it's fictionalized history. Yeah, that's, so what, it's all that's the feeling based, I got. It's all based in reality. They're all real people. The it's like Road to Perdition with the real, the real like, Capone was in that and Nitty was in that. And that's yeah. sort of it's very much like Road to Perdition. And you know what? In either way, it doesn't really matter <laughs> um, because it, it felt real. It had the right – and it had the perfect amount of, of um, 
like like the way the story was told was it was just um, old enough and just new enough to keep it interesting and, and sort of fresh feeling. You know what I mean? It wasn't trying so hard to be noir that it was hokey. You know what I mean? Um, okay. But it, it 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 was really it was just a, a big surprise for me. I was really happy. The um, I've never heard of the creators who did this, uh, Clark Westerman and and Cody Chamberlain. Um, but I, I guess a few people on the site had heard of them. I love this art. It's it's like. It's just all black and white, and not even gray tones. It's just lots of brushed ink. It looks like, um, but it's almost photorealistic, and and it, uh, it reminded very... me a lot. Of, it reminded me a lot of the early Bendis stuff. Yeah, it actually, that's I had mentioned that yeah. um, somewhere. Uh, that it was a lot like it reminded me a lot of both Torso and Road to Perdition in a really good way. Um, you know, but you know, at first you can just see it looks looks sort of. Uh, He's trying to be really realistic with it, but you can then see like the actual brush strokes on the page at the same time. It's almost it's like both sloppy and meticulous at the same time, and I, I love that. I think that's really cool. Um, well, well done. I had fun reading this. I, I want to see where it goes. It's only a three issue mini, um, which again we we said this before, but sometimes a three issue mini seems so so good in comparison to like a six issue thing. Like I can get to hear the end of the story before the the turn of the year. Um, I really liking. So, did you like it, Ron? Well, yeah. Well, it was interesting because I started off really liking it because I uh, the first couple of pages I was like, "All right, I haven't read a comic like this in a while." Like, I dig it. And like, of course, the beginning starts off. There's actually a scene at, at Wrigley Field, which you know, baseball. That's easy to get me excited about that. Um, and I and I picked up on the 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 Bendis esque kind of execution, and and I like the history fact factor. About middle of the way through, to me, it got really confusing. It got like really confusing, and and about halfway through, I was like, "Oh man, I can't believe he 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 picked this up, and it doesn't make any sense, and it's all over the place." But then for some reason, the last third brought it back together, and I was like, "Okay, cool, I get it, I'm good." So I, I, you know. I'll be honest, I, I felt that a little bit. I got a little bit lost, but by the end, I was like, "Okay, I get it." I went back through, I checked it out again, and it all made sense to me. Yeah, they, you know, it's, it's they definitely brought it home. It was it it, yeah. it it worked out in the end, which is important. So it's one of those things where you know, because of this style of art, and because they're all you know white dudes in hats. Yeah, um, exactly. It gets a little hard to tell people apart. Um, but I mean, the other thing is, there's a lot of time shifting, and the signifier used to tell you when they're talking about is sort of small and innocuous. Yep. Like it like the beginning takes place now. It's the three gangsters meeting each other and then uh the third page says two days ago, but it's very small and it, it's in black and white, so it's hard to sort of bring your attention to it. And then later there's another signifier that's something like like last week. And it sort of jumps around a little bit. So that's that's um understandable. You kinda have to pay attention. Um, but besides that, Connor, you you will love this book. Yeah, I, no, I, I'm I'm looking forward to the collection when it comes out. That's how mm-hmm. I'm going to be buying it. Yeah, um, you you'll definitely dig it. It's just, you know, the, it, uh, it's just a good gangster book, and you know who doesn't who doesn't love gangster stuff? When I read your pick of the week, I thought, wow, that was a book written for me. Yeah, yeah it, oh, if there it ever was one. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, and it <laughs> totally it harkens back to you know Al Capone shows up and he's talking about uh, Joe Kennedy's uh, involvement with the bootlegging operation and and he how was a, Joe Kennedy was a criminal. Oh yeah, and it, no, it, it totally criminal. gets into that. Yeah. But like the 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 pictures of the people are are basically they're clearly based on photos. So right, you know, you you can conjure up all of the background in your own mind without having to know everything. You know, you know the bits and pieces that you know from either watching the Untouchables or see, you know seeing a History Channel show. It it kind of fills in the background and makes this story sort of live all the more, I guess. Um, I I had a, I had totally fun with this book, and when it came down to picking, really the only other choice was was one other book, uh, which we'll talk about later. But you know, this was just such so, so different. It was good to have something else in this week of just Avengers. On top of Avengers, on top it, it, of Avengers, it wasn't even it wasn't even that. The week was weird for me because again, like I had a packed week, and I, again I bought a bunch of like I bought a bunch of non. I, I don't think I bought any barely any DC books, but I bought a bunch of Image books, and I, and but everything on Marvel seems Iron Man, Iron Man, Iron Man. Like every every yeah. on the rack was just full of Iron Man. Little little yeah. overload on that. Yeah, a little bit. Of oh overload. yeah, but but it, it's to be expected. I'm not you know like it's not a bad thing. I guess I don't know. Yeah. So. But so uh, you know if you're if you're in the mood for for a gangster story, I can't think of one that's come out. Uh, too recently that isn't like a Batman story wrapped in a gangster story you know uh, you really should have done the, you really should have done this in, in a newsreel voice I feel like we lost out <laughs> not having to do the whole review as a newsreel man can we can we rewind and do that maybe or 
he's he's left the show now. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm uh, I can't I, I don't think I can do it right now. Startling news the- out of Chicago as pretty ba- as, <laughs> as pretty baby machine gets the iPhone boy pick of the week. <laughs> Black, white, ink everywhere. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> machine. I, I don't have <laughs> Al Capone has a stranglehold on the on the, so the city's underbelly of crime, but Machine Gun Kelly has other thoughts. <laughs> See, you're actually better than me at this right now, which is scary. I love that voice. He said that's making me laugh, so I freak up and I do it. <laughs> Prohibition. <laughs> baby Phil Nelson, not quite a baby now. Look at that Tommy Gun go. Speaking of Tommy Gun, Machine Gun Kelly's got a mad on for the organized crime. <laughs> I don't believe they would have said mad on. <laughs> Yo, it's mad crazy. All right. Oh, pretty Boy Floyd doesn't want any part of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry I asked. No, but um, I, I was, it was funny because I, it was funny when you picked it because actually when I was going through doing my polls on the site, I, I like paused at that book and I looked at it and I was like, I saw you know Shadowline was the studio that that's publishing it and so it's under Jim Valentino and they're, they're they of all the stuff at Image, they I feel like they're doing the the not the edgiest stuff but the most like not normal stuff. Varied. Um, varied, yeah. Just, they're doing the genre stuff. They're doing the genres. Well, not even, no, everybody's doing a little bit of the genre stuff, but for some reason, Shadowline is always like, you don't know what to expect. And also, like, After the Cape was a book that came out that was similar in the style that that um, that was out of Shadowline. And, it, and the thing is that w- when they're doing that, you're not always sure what you're going to get. So I didn't initially pull it because I wasn't well, sure what I was going to get. Um, but I made a point that the yeah. solicitation was the thing that sold me because it was like broads, guns, mobsters. Yeah. Um, what I actually really – I think what surprised me was that that was cool in itself and, and I would have bought the book either way. But this was actually even more toned down and stripped down and I guess realistic than that indicated. You know, like that sort of indicated that it was going to be sort of a full-blown noir book. And this was – it was more, uh, you know, based in reality I felt. This sounds like the book that I wish Doc Walloper was. Yeah. I think, like, I think you're right. I, yeah. I'm enjoying Doc Walloper, which came out this week, but it, it's it's the the fantastical elements sort of lessen the impact of the book. Where if they just gone straight historical, they would have been a much better book. So that's, this is kind of what I've been looking for anyway. So I look forward to it when they collect it. Well, there you go. Cool, excellent. All right, let's. We know we have to talk about this stuff, so <sighs> let's get to it. <laughs> so where do we want to start? Do we want to start with Secret Invasion two or with Mighty Avengers thirteen? Let's 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 start with Secret Invasion two. Okay. All right. So Go from there. issue two, a lot of a lot of splash pages. <laughs> I, I gotta say, before we talk about the story and what happens, I thought L- Lionel's U art is amazing. It's it, I, yes. I really enjoyed the art in this was awesome, and yep, yep. and it was just like that. That was the one thing that stuck out at me was that wow, the art is really good. So. All right, let me start this off then because I didn't say much in the last one. Um, okay, I don't want to sound like I'm disliking the bu- the book or the crossover even though it may come off that way to some listeners but uh, all the this excitement is the civil war after, again is it all the excitement i had for after issue one has sort of been dissipated um i feel like the in-between books were very lackluster uh this issue was one big fight which didn't progress the story in any we're basically at the same spot we were at the end of last issue nothing has happened yeah, we don't um, know i mean else. i mean yeah, I mean, we, 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 I mean, I think it was pretty clear to me anyway that they were all scrolls coming out of the ship, and I don't believe Mock, Mockingbird isn't a scroll. Um, you don't? So we, no, I think they're all scrolls. So I just, I think it's a matter of nothing has happened since the last issue. It's been, you know, there's been four or five related comics, and they all haven't progressed the story any. So, for me, it's like, you know, I'd like something to happen. Right. You know. Yeah. I, I was, I was, guess I was kind of confused about this. Like all of the interactions between the 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 heroes and and who who they were, like I I think I would have liked some more clarification. If they're not, if they say they're not scrolls, what who are they? What are they from? What's the deal? I don't know. It just felt like it was a lot of running in circles for a while. And there was there oh the worst page, maybe uh, in the last year for oh, me. Oh yeah, that that that's yeah. I I know the one you're gonna talk about. Go on. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So they're fighting, and A, okay, so Bob the Sentry, oh boo-hoo, poor fucking me, please die. Um, <laughs> by, the, by the way, that- okay, so Tom Caters from Around Comics has put a $100 bounty on, on uh, right, we, he will give a writer $100 to kill the Sentry, I'm yeah. willing to put in an additional $100. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'll, I'll give him a hot stone massage. <laughs> um, okay, so they all sort of break off into their separate fights, and then Vision goes up against Bob, which I, is kind of cool for the Vision if you think about it. Like we were talking before, kind of how badass the Vision really was. Yep. Um, and 
And it turns out that out of all of these other people, this vision is not trying to convince him that he's not a scroll. He says he's the void. And this is what you wanted. This is all you're doing all this, Bob. And Bob goes, no, and flies away. <laughs> I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Yeah, the was... single most useless character in all of comics. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was all that, of comics. That whole page was just ridiculous. That page. It, was well, just... it didn't it didn't make sense with what, the rest of everything else that was going on. I didn't. It's think. probably going to make sense down the road, I hope. But it was Maybe. just like it was it was it was it was ridiculous. It was too funny. If this all turns out to be a, a century. No, it I know, but like it's sort of what they were hinting. I don't know. Um, okay, let me go on the other side of this thing. That the thing that I did love about this I is know. not going to come to any surprise to anybody. Oh yeah. Um, but seeing Mockingbird and Hawkeye back together, uh, that's really cool. Oh, I, I thought I thought it was going to be Hawkeye, Ronan grabbing Hawkeye stuff and running to the trees like freaking Predator and taking people out. <laughs> I, yeah, that, no, I was I, mean, I was like, that's amazing. Thing. That was awesome. The whole thing with Clint finally getting, you know, yeah. get, getting some play. I God, I want that. I want that Ronin costume gone almost as much as I want the Sentry gone, um, because like the thing is, the, the Avengers need a leader right now, and if it's not going to be Tony Stark, you know, because he's got a, a lot of things it's going Cage. on. It's Luke Cage. Well, it's Luke yeah, Cage. no, but I feel like Clearly Hawkeye's. I feel like you just Hawkeye have a man crush on Hawkeye. Yeah, he took it. over the Thunderbolts. I do. No, I love that character, but I feel like I loved he's it when of, he was on the Thunderbolts. That was awesome, by the way. That was one of my yeah. Favorite. I mean, he's sort of the the sort of edgy uh, follow up for for the Captain America. You know, like he he's he can be the one to sort of take that. He's also, but, he's, but he's also too much of a fuck up. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. True. yeah, To be a true leader, but I, the the only really and Ron Ron is correct for me. The really only good scene was where he took the bow and arrow and run, went into the trees and just picked people off. That was pretty badass. And there were good moments, and I'm not going to say I didn't like. Yeah, I just, overall for me, the story has problems. In, in in each issue, there's always good stuff, but yeah, yeah, definitely. You know. Well, well, speaking of problems, should we talk about Mighty Avengers then, or I don't? Yeah, well, we can it. talk. Let's let's go back to Mighty Avengers. We can come back to Secret Invasion if we need to. So yeah, so so Mighty Avengers is a, a Secret Aven- Invasion, you know, crossover book, and and if we recall, last issue uh, featured was the all Nick. Well, no, last issue of New Avengers was the Nick Fury issue, right? Or was it Mighty mm-hmm. Avengers? I can't keep straight. No, Mighty no, Avengers. Mighty Avengers was an okay. Mighty Avengers was an experience. They're, they're, the they're coming out every three right. days. Just to right. Catch it's up. hard to tell. Yeah. So 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 now what we see is we see Nick Fury gathering a new team to fight the um, to fight the scroll problem. These are his, these are his new Howling Commandos. Yeah. And um and which which was okay. The Malieve art was good. Um, but I almost literally almost like I almost went through the roof. When, when I read this, when I read this issue, I knew that I saw the page and I went, "Oh, here we go." Yep, and, we have to talk about this. And the the reason why is because so so Nick has his agent. I forget her name. What's the one? She looks like Mila, but she's not. But that's only because Malieve <laughs> and she has sunglasses on a lot. Um, and short hair. Yeah. She yeah. Exactly what like was her? I don't know what her name is. But anyway, so um, he finds this. He finds this chick that w- that used to work for him, and 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 she's she's going around gathering all the 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 new Howling Commandos, and um. She goes into New York and and knocks on the door and and talks to Layla Miller. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Layla Miller. You know, you, the Layla Miller who's stuck in the future from the pages yep. of X Factor. Oh, you have to you have to move on. Uh, no, I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Layla's Wait. not in New York right now. She's not. Wait, did, didn't didn't Layla talk to Quicksilver in the X Factor special too? No, that was a hallucination. Yeah, that was a hallucination. Oh, yeah. right. He was okay. sitting. All those people were not in his jail cell. Um, I gotcha. I mean, also, also in in in, in Iron Man, which we'll talk about in a bit, uh, Dum Dum Duggan was there. I mean, yep. it's just it's it's yeah. it's continuity, Ron. You have to. It's Marvel's done with it. It's over. No, I don't have to do the anything. Great, the great I, experiment. No, I, I don't have over. to do anything. It's over. I don't. <laughs> the people for everyone who knows, can't handle this passion I'm, I'm in a hotel room in seattle we're recording this before the emerald city con and i just realized that like the people in the hotel room might think that i'm like this awful call yelling at somebody who's this layla person she really um, no i'm yeah. sorry if you're doing if you're doing company-wide crossovers and line like if you're gonna have characters that are mo- i i can understand there's stuff happening in the x-men universe and there's stuff happening in avengers and stuff like that but if you're gonna have a pivotal character that seems to be important to both of them you need to have your shit straight did this happen right, they, they're happen. showing over and over that they're not with fantastic four it doesn't make it okay i know but you have to understand that that that, that, that seems to be it's done for because they've decided the stories are more important than the continuity right no but i don't have to i don't have to i don't have to accept that it's done for and i can still complain about it that's my right 
But you, so, you're, you're still going to buy the books. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> that's not going to change. All you can do is whine about it. That's yeah. really literally well, that's, that's, it. That's kind of why we have the podcast, I, right? I will say this, though. <laughs> I will say this, though, that, that it was completely unnecessary to have her in there. Yeah, no, like, it was. She, yeah. Didn't, she didn't add anything to the story that some other character couldn't have added. Yeah. Therefore, it, it should, she shouldn't have been in there. Yeah. It wasn't like they needed to have Layla Miller. Totally. I, yeah. I, I, did, I was just like, why am I reading this book? Which is funny because like, you were the one we, we hated the last one and you loved no, it. And I, I know that, but like, because I can deal with it for one issue, but the second one, just in the midst of everything else that's going on, I was like, a new team of people. I think there's enough people. There's all the people, <laughs> and then there's doubles of all the people. I don't need more people. I mean, you know, the the new or the Young Avengers Runaway crossover that's going to come out. That's you know, maybe that's too many people. So this whole other group of of young. I mean, like. <laughs> It, we just had the initiative. Wasn't this the same friggin' thing? <laughs> but these are Nick Fury's initiative. I know, but it's the same thing. <laughs> it's just here's some more people who've just found out they have powers, and and like there's just in little... Nick Fury has a new team. About... <laughs> this, you know, they they've all got a connection to I think supervillains. Yeah. Is it all supervillains? So like that's the the hook on it and whatever. I don't know. I just I think there's enough balls in the air without this. I said balls. Jesus. <laughs> oh man. And and in this time, last time I was like, all right, I'll 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 give you the slide. But this time I was like, really in the mighty Avengers, this. Yeah. This is a one shot. Yeah, that's what this I said about a- the last issue about the Nick Fury issue too. That was my complaint was that this is a one shot. Like or or do yeah. a mini series about Nick Fury. Yeah. The only thing I can think is that that what's going on in these books are going to be so pivotal, pivotal to the um, pivotal um, is going to be so pivotal to Secret Invasion that that they want to make sure as many people read them, so they're putting in the high profile books. The other thing is the other thing is that you can't really have a a Mighty Avengers book featuring featuring the Mighty Avengers because they're all in the Secret Invasion book fighting each other. Right. You know what I mean? It would it wouldn't make sense continuity wise and it would just be rehash of whatever's happening in a secret invasion book because that's where all the characters are pissing me off i i really didn't understand what was happening in secret invasion yeah <laughs> i tried i'm sorry i'm back to it but like there's only a couple of points where i felt like i had my feet on the ground the rest of the time i was like what is this it's like they were all arguing about something we didn't know about i don't it feels very much like civil war still yeah yeah, yeah sadly they're all fighting each other even if they're scrolls as I think that was the thing is they started fighting right away. Yeah. That, you know, that's what it was. Now that I'm looking at it like it was right away like, well, I need to hit something. I was well, like, well, it, why? It, it, made me, it made me laugh because and actually it made me think of the, um, it made me think of the, 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 the Dewey Cox, uh, Tim Meadows scenes with the drugs <laughs> because it was Aries going, this is a trap. Leave. Don't fight. And, then like, and, then, and he kept on saying this, which I thought was cool that Aries picked up on the fact that it's a trap. But the fact that Luke just completely ignored him and they went to blows anyway just felt to me really like forced yeah forced yeah really because if he is the if he is the leader of the team and he knows better yeah he's like he's like i hear you aries but i gotta punch this guy who looks like me because he's an afro i mean like why (laughs) like it doesn't make any sense yeah so i mean i get it superheroes have to fight each other when they meet but again bob no fly away yeah god so useless all right um Iron Man, I don't know if you guys know, but Iron Man had a movie out. <laughs> really? really? <laughs> because there were about 14 billion books on the shelves related to Iron Man, two this... of which were uh, Invincible Iron Man number one and Viva, Iron Man Viva Las Vegas number one. Uh, so let's talk about those it's together. Like this Week in Iron Man. And if you, if you missed it by any chance, if you look on our feed, we had our Iron Man movie review. So if you didn't download that, go download that and check it out. Just look on iTunes. and you can. It's and like, while this here sounds like a bitch fest so far, uh, we really liked the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we um, love the movie. Yeah, I, did you, um, was, I, was, I, was I the only one that bought Viva Las Vegas? I, I read both of these books. I bought yes. it. I, yeah, I bought it. I got them. All right, I, I, my problems with these two books were, were the same. Um, one was they both had the same painted style art. Okay, which were was boring. All right, uh, I think <laughs> Iron Man was much more kinetic, needing energy. And uh, I know it's it's like a supreme nitpick, but it pulls me right out of the story when they do Tony with a mustache. Same problem with it happened Why? in Secret Invasion. Why? Why don't Tony? Because he hasn't had a mustache. Because he hasn't had a mustache in like ten years. Oh, what? Is it a goatee? Yeah, he's got one now. Oh, yeah, that's true. Good point. He he, he just it pulls me out because that's not the way they've drawn him for a long time. Once well, he's got a little bit of a goatee in the the Las Vegas one. He's got like a little under chin hair going. Yeah, on. yeah. The stash is back. That's all. The he's sta- just he's yeah. just well that that's he's going. Kids. That said, I thought I thought well, v- we should mention that uh, Viva La Vegas. I'm sorry, he had a goatee. He had a goatee in Viva La Vegas. It was Secret yeah. Invasion. He had the mustache. Yeah. That's the one. That- 
Um, Viva, La Ve- Viva Las Vegas is, is it's a Marvel Knights book and it's written by John Favreau, so that's the kind of tie into the movie kind of thing. So it's like, oh, here John Favreau, we'll let you do a comic, but and but it's out of continuity. Are- so yeah, exactly. Oh, so, um, but Invincible Iron Man is very much in continuity, and it's a new series written by Fraction, Matt Fraction, and uh, art by and again f- painted boring art by Salvador Larocca. How 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 far can his star fall? That's what I want to know, really. Salvador Larocca, seriously, like he used to be so good, and now it's so bad, but. But that said, I really liked Invincible Iron Man. We're, we're really... heading towards an awkward con meeting with yeah. you and Salvador Roca. It's, it's all right. I don't know Spanish. He doesn't know English. We're okay. Okay. Okay, Ron. I really liked Invincible Iron Man, though. I really liked the story. I thought it was really good. I, I mean, you know, like it played up on the technology and the armor aspect, which is always the, the fun part of Iron Man. You know? I liked some of it, but it... On balance, felt... it was very boring. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. 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 I thought I that it was... It. It was. I thought that the tone was right, the mood was right, but it felt like uh, Iron Man stories that have been done before. And it, what it was was the idea: let's get Iron Man back to what he is, but in exactly the same way that we've done it before. I, th- I think that's what I felt like. It was like it was very paint by numbers, and there was interesting concepts. I think the 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 villains taking the technology and moving it up one notch past needing the armor, but actually having it sort of be part of your body. I thought that was a really interesting concept. There were things about it, but it it felt really sort of standard to me. The best Iron Man book is still the Iron Man Director Shield book, but that's I mean Yeah. That's where the actually interesting stories are happening. This I don't which know. Has, I mean which has nothing to do with continuity apparently. Yeah, so that's all. Another another book out of continuity. Um why would you paint paper pots to look like Nicole Kidman when you when you've already got her cast as <laughs> yeah. as uh what's her name? Gwyneth Paltrow. Because then everybody I mean. everybody flips out going, You're making them look like the movie. Mm-hmm. So we'll make her look like a totally unrelated actress. <laughs> I gotta gotta trace somebody. <laughs> <laughs> What it's you, just in. <laughs> what do you want from me? There's only so many actresses. <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't even that this this book was bad. It was all there, was but I was I wasn't excited by it. I guess. Oh, it I, wasn't I, any, it's funny it because like, I actually I enjoy I like actually did enjoy it. I did. I I thought it was good. I thought it was fun. I mean, maybe maybe because I like the more technology aspect, and it's it's definitely taking a more 21st century current kind of approach on technology. And if everything that I've read from it, it's going to tie into a lot of the stuff that goes on in the tech world as it exists. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like the you know, like the op- uh, like open source is going to play a, por- uh, a part of it and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Um, I liked it. The suit will have open ID. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> well, not good sure job. That would work. Good job. Um, I don't know. I just felt like, and and you know, I, again, it's understandable. Like, make this relate more to the movie, so that people who who watch the movie and liked it will have something to pick up. It's really good for that. But it wasn't. I don't know. I, I think I should have been something more knock your socks off, socks off about it, I think. Which is a lot to ask for, I guess. But it, it was solid. It, well, wasn't, it wasn't bad. So but I really just enjoyed the regular book more. So, so what did preview. you think of Las Vegas? Because I know that we were, you, there, uh, Favreau did a backup that was awful. Was this, was well, this? actually, that was a piece from this. Oh, it was. Okay. So it was the, the bit from the plane. And in context, it actually worked a lot better than out of context, yeah. I thought. Um, yeah. I, actually, I right. enjoyed it. it. It was okay. You know, it was... It was it was a guy who's not terribly invested in, in doing the comic book part of it, doing a fairly good job. You know, 3.5 out of 5 maybe. Okay. Again, though, the art, the art just, I mean, it's just, yeah. this painted style is very without personality. And Marvel <laughs> loves it. Marvel just loves it. I don't know why. I don't know why. They love, they, love to, they love this painted style crap, and they love to just overcolor, like we saw at McKelvey on the Divided We Stand, the X-Men book. They just love that yeah. overly digital, muddy, you know, like that, like, ugh. ugh. Anyway, so... And meanwhile, the sort of opposite style, which was in uh, Casey's Enter the Mandarin Iron Man series, Eric Kennedy, completely uh, cartoony. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what can you do? Um, you know, but it wasn't bad. I guess both of these books just, they were okay. And, and I think that in the midst of all this stuff happening, I really wanted them to be great, which made the disappointment more, more you know, you could just feel it more, I guess. I think everybody's on Iron Man high after the movie, and then when you come to the books, you're just like, uh, not as exciting. Well, yeah, but, but again, but I, but I disagree, you guys, because like, I, I, I don't think Invincible Iron Man was the like, was the greatest book, and I was so energetic. I was actually, I, I bought them begrudgingly because I knew that it was like Iron Man week and and blah mm-hmm. blah blah, you know. And I was, and and maybe I should be reading the director of Stark, book, the director of Shield book, which I'll, I'll I'll look at, yeah, I'll look into. Um, but yeah, but Invincible, I like, I, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. I was feeling it. Maybe and maybe that's because I was high on Iron Man from the movie. You know? A lot of people yeah. are. A lot of yeah. people really liked it, and yeah. and that's good. I'm I'm glad. I don't I don't want to sound like I thought it was terrible. You know, yeah. like oh, you shouldn't like it. It's awful. But I don't know. For me, they both felt a little flat. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. 
So, well, so, if you're still on an Iron Man high and you're in New York, there's no shortage of Iron Man books to buy, and they'll have them all at Jim Hanley's Universe because it's America's one of America's best, most progressive comic book stores. Jim Hanley's Universe offers the best selection of comic book titles, related merchandise, from mainstream to manga to minis. Jim Hanley's Universe has it all. Jim Hanley's Universe is located opposite the Empire State Building in Midtown Manhattan and, and at 325 New Dorp Lane in Staten Island, should you ever get lost and end up in Staten Island. And you can visit Jim Hanley's Universe on the web at jhuniverse.com or at myspace.com slash Jim Hanley's Universe. Jim Hanley's Universe, where art and literature meet. Excellent. So, um, so yeah, so I did buy a lot of books, and like I said, I actually realized I didn't buy any DC books. No, I bought one DC book. I bought Detective Comics, and that was it. Um, but uh, the, the majority of my books, aside from Marvel, were image books, and, and the one that I was so psyched for, although I didn't really like the five ninety nine price tag, was the Dynamo, the Dynamo 5 annual. But that said, at five ninety nine, it's like it, it's like thick. It's got like the, the perfect bound spine, like kind of like a little mini trade kind of thing. Like it's a thick annual. Um, and part of it, it, it was that, you know, Jay Ferber is just, he, I mean, he's coming off of a, a great year. He's got a book coming out like every week. It seems well, like. Well, let's. He also had this week. He had the Dynamo Five Annual and Gemini Number One, which is a five-issue miniseries of a new hero that he's created, which is kind of like a Manchurian Candidate uh, superhero, where a guy who he lives a normal life and then somebody says something in his ear and he then becomes a superhero. Um, mm-hmm. And that was pretty good. I didn't really love the art in that, but the but but that the story on that was really good. But then, um, but the Dynamo Five um, Annual I thought was fun because it played on the fact that Dynamo Five. If you hadn't heard me talk about it before, it's the it's a team of five kids who are all the illegitimate children of a Superman-like character, Captain Dynamo, who died. Um, this uh, annual tells a lot of stories in the past with Captain Dynamo, and it was really cool to see the context of him because we haven't really seen him, and it ties in a lot of a lot of the you know Invincibles in it, Savage Dragons in it, uh, Noble Causes are in it, a lot of like the kind of you know image superhero-y kind of universe. So it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, like for a it took forever to read because it's so thick and there's so many stories. And again, it's kind of like a, a farm team of artists. Like the art styles are really varying, and not all of them are really like solid and and you know and great but that's what these annuals are for like that's where you see an artist you know and then two years later they're on a book and they're they're great so um but it was fun i love annuals and this was like this was this felt like a real old style annual that was a lot of fun so um, cool I dug it. uh the, the only other book really that that had any sort of uh claim on the pick of the week status this week was uh nova number 13 um unless you think we're gonna sit here and just complain about marvel comics left and right i loved this book i thought this was this was totally fun it was it was Everything I didn't think that I liked about Marvel Cosmic Comics. Um, you're, you're coming but, around um, to the Cosmic Comics, man. You really I'm are. Telling you, is, I'm loving this book. I really am. And, and just like Galactus all big and stuff. And, yeah. and like oh, basically like a world is dying and, and there's a there's sort of a sociopolitical element to it. And, and so like the, the people who are the leaders of the world want Nova to save the, the rich and powerful first and, you know, the most talented among them. And he he gets all socialistic on them and says no. And then they, they just sort of start to run out, the, out of time. So he the end of the, the issue is him going up to say Galactus, hey, can we get five minutes? Um, you know, basically, that's the whole story so far. Um, and it was just fun. Like the, I think the thing that I really liked about this book is there is a constant sense of energy, of 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 momentum and of uh, tension going on all the time. Like yep. it feels like everything is is frantic. Well, what I uh, what, what I realized reading this, and I agree with you, it was great. Is that is that this is really mature science fiction. Like it's it's really it's it's well done and it's smart and it's and it and it's believable even though it's in space and like <laughs> I was laughing because two thirds of the book they're ta- it's the Galactus is eating this planet and you never see Galactus and I was right. like oh don't tell me they tease Galactus we're never gonna see him but when you do see him it's like damn you know oh so, yeah and they yeah, really yeah. they don't they don't scrimp on the scale yeah no totally you know what I mean uh, no I just uh, this is and you know what one of the other things about this book that's great is because of that maturity level it's all the more interesting because Richard Ryder was we first met him as a kid yep so it's like literally seeing this this character who was a kid grown up now yep and it, that's a re- it was a really good move I think um in a much better way than say oh I don't know Speedball. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where, where his adulthood took a different turn. Yeah, um, yeah. No, Nova, Nova number thirteen. Can't recommend Nova anymore. If you're into science fiction yeah. at all, get Nova. So. Or just you know, it's it's good Marvel comics. Yeah, it's good comics. It's kicking yeah. around in the Marvel universe, yeah. you know, throughout space, and it's a lot more fun than you might think it is. Yeah. So there. Um, uh, Logan number three came out, which is the end of the three-part series. Uh, Logan number one was my pick of the week by Brian Vaughn and Eduardo Riso, and I'm not entirely sure how this ended. 
<laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say how did that pick hold up there? <laughs> you know, this, this you know Brian K. Vaughn um, usually does no wrong, and and I've we've we've said many times and, and more times than not he's actually really good with endings. Like he he you you think he's gonna blow an ending and he doesn't. He does a good job. Um, I didn't love this ending. I, I, I don't even think this was this was like a vignette. There, there was no yeah. there, there was no point. It was a character study. You know what I mean? Like there, yeah, you know, like that that's what it, that's what it felt like to me. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was okay. I, I mean, it, it was it was it was an interesting story, but at the end of the day, like if I had never read it, I wouldn't feel like I'd missed something. Yeah, I, I don't think it quite lived up to the promise of the first issue. Um, no, again, the first it, issue was fantastic. Yeah, um, but but so th- so that happened. And, so this and is the it, Marvel it, Bitch Fest episode. It really is, it, but but I love Marvel. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I wanted to love it, but you know, it's funny because we're 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 killing all our idols here. We've bitched about Bendis. We've bitched about about Brian K. Vaughn. Well, I mean. Who could we bitch about next? I don't know. <laughs> well, um, Avengers Invaders number one from Marvel and from Dynamite. Uh, that does makes no sense that to me now. I don't understand that. Is it because of Alex Raw? Or it's because of Sadowski, probably right? Steven Sadowski. I, I don't know. Yeah. I think Alex Ross is more of a player than Sadowski. No, but Sada- but yes, he's more of a player. But Sada- I think Sadowski's been doing a lot of work for um, Dynamite with the with the heroes thing and all the the Golden Age heroes. Hasn't he? Or am I wrong? I might be wrong. I, I don't that. know, but I don't see why because these are all Marvel characters, right? Yeah, I know it's so weird. <laughs> so I mean, unless they're just selling a bunch of different it could, covers, it could, no, it could be honestly, it could be like it could be like um, Top Cow, where where Dynamite is doing the book, but with Marvel characters, and it's out of the Marvel office, you know. Except That's there's all, except there's a whole lot of Marvel names on that on those credits. I don't understand. <laughs> and it's set firmly in the Marvel continuity. Right. So. Yeah. yeah and there know. are no dynamite. There are no dynamite ads in this. Yeah. They're weird. all Marvel. It's really weird. I don't, I don't. I hadn't actually thought about that. I just saw Alex Ross and Dynamite. And I was like, okay, whatever, that works. But I th- honestly, Marvel. I think Steven Sadowski, he does Red Sonia. I mean, like he he. I mean, it's. I think I think that's what the connection is. I, honestly, I think it's similar to that, where it's um, it's basically Dynamite got Kruger and Sadowski and um and Ross and said we're gonna you know let's do this book. I think it's like a Top Cow thing. All right. Well, yeah. since I don't want to be the one to keep doing this, somebody else say what they thought. Connor. Uh, it was okay. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of okay this week. This week that was the watchword for the comics. You know, yeah. it was a lot of okay books, not a lot of great or good books, not a lot of bad books, just a lot of okay books. And this was kind of like at the end of the I had to finish reading this. I was really excited for it. I was like, um, it was okay. Oh, Sadowski was on JSA too. Interesting. Yeah, he wrote he did the JSA Jeff yeah. Johns, yeah. um, the first one. But yeah, I mean, the art was good, and I, the concept I like the concept of bring, of the invaders time traveling to the regular Marvel universe. What would that mean? With all that's going on, but the, the, the problem I had, and I said this in the mini, the shipping list mini, was I don't love the writing team. I don't. Yeah, I, I'm. I've never liked the Jim Kruger, um, Alex Ross working together. Oh, Sadowski is working on Project Superpowers, that Golden Age thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah I've never. I didn't like Earth X. I thought it was the writing. You know what I mean? Like that's that's right. the thing. So yeah. Well, the whole beginning bit. I mean, basically, I think what it is is I want to like this. Um, the, the couple of things that hold me back is that a the whole bit is the, the whole beginning is the sort of diary of Bucky, and normally the diary of Bucky would be something written by Ed Brubaker. Yeah, and this is not it's good. Yeah, true. It's just simply not. It doesn't crackle. It doesn't have that. I don't know what, but that thing that when Ed Brubaker writes Bucky like that makes it you know pop for me that just was kind of missing, and I noticed it. Like I just noticed that wasn't the same thing. Um, I abs. This is here's my nitpick. I hate the little shiny Spider-Man eyes. Yeah. Oh, I love those. Oh, it makes me think of that '70s live-action movie, which Ross loves. Oh, I love I love the small eyes. Though, that and they had him in some other book I read this week. Was no, it's, it's not the small. It's ones, not the, the Dicko mirrors. eyes. It's it's the shiny eyes. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the mirrors. Can't stand it. And then and then finally, just isn't there enough going on? If this is in continuity, don't the Avengers have enough going on? Like. And that's, yeah, that's, I guess that it's was totally... a, it's a little bit of an overload. Well, and, and it's, yeah. it's, it's almost like if you look on the cover, it's it's you know it says Avengers Invaders, and it shows Luke Cage, Ms. Marvel, Iron Man, Spider Woman, Spider Man, and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's well, almost like it's in continuity. Teams. It's in co- continuity, like uh, uh, you know, before Civil War. That's what it feels yeah. like to me. But the Thunderbolts and its its registration and uh, blah blah blah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just it's like this is maybe this is just not the right time for this book. Yeah. 
because the Avengers have enough going on, and I know that like we we've I mean even I'm having trouble like saying well let's let's let let you know we'll just don't worry about the continuity like come on there's too much yeah. these people's lives are too wrapped up I yeah. guess yeah um and finally in a great big image sandwich how uh, how satisfying was this it was pretty good Scu- Scud twenty four uh the the last the last part the uh, death of the overused muse um. And, you know, it was a happy ending, basically. Oh, man, it was a great ending. It was so good. And, like, it was what was really funny, what I really enjoyed in this issue was Rob Schraub's, um his use of lettering and uh, sound effects and, and yep. in the art. You know, like when at one point a huge foot steps down on the ground and the sound effect is foot. And it was just like, it was just great. It was just like, and, and the ending was totally, it was almost like this, it's this over the top robot weird kind of story, but that's just a kind of a romance. And that's every time that I got confused about what was going on, I just sort of followed the action and went with it. Yeah. That's what you got to do. It's what you got to do. It's good. You can't. Yeah, no, totally. And and if you, you you play it like that loose, uh, it works totally well. This, this might be my favorite interpretation of God. Yeah, uh, yeah. In, a, in a book so far. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even want to say it. So it's good how they how they portrayed him, but it was awesome. Um, but so yeah, it was yeah. it was a great week for books. I thought I, I really enjoyed it was a what week? It was a great week for books. Great. No, it wasn't. Yeah, no, it was. No. I, I had a ton of books I enjoyed. I was it was average week for books. You're still grumpy. No, I'm not. I'm, it was an average week of books. <laughs> I thought there was a couple of really good books and a lot of sort of disappointing books. Oh, I had a good that, time. I, I, it's funny, though, because, I mean, like, Jack Staff from Image was, was, was probably the best issue yet of that series. Um, I had another well, issue of Mad Men. What would your pick of the fun. week would have been? Um, it, it's tough. I don't know. Um, I might have, I'm, I might have, it might have ended up being Scud, to be honest with you. Um, um, I thought Spider, Spider-Man, um, I, I, B- Barry Kitson on Spider-Man art is just The great. art was great. The yeah. writing was terrible. Buffy was fun. You know, like, Buffy was uh, really good. Yeah, so I don't know. So, glass, uh, Connor, the glasses have full sometimes. So. Mm, your, your glasses <laughs> always have full of some bright, shiny juice that you drink to be happy. <laughs> so what did, Kool-Aid. what did the users think? Um, we picked uh, out a couple of user reviews for you guys. Um, Connor, why don't you do the first? Gungadin reviewed Angel after the fall number seven and gave the story a five out of five, the art a three out of five, and said, Every note of this issue is good. Lynch, the scripter, nails these characters like Buffy season eight. I can hear every character's voice in my head, and I do feel this is going somewhere huge. The writing has kept me on the edge of my seat the entire time, and I'm in shock with what they've done in this book. Every issue has left me wanting the next issue in a huge way. Cool. Fantastic. Um, are you, are you uh, reading this, Connor? Or you're a big Angel fan? No. Okay. Good then. No, I thought the, the show ending perf- ended perfectly, and I didn't need more story. Oh, okay. I respect that. Yep. Um, but, Angel, but we are reading Buffy, and Buffy wasn't. Buffy, Buffy I can't get enough Dracula. Yeah, he's awesome. So more good. Dracula for me. In, in every comic. <laughs> he should be in every comic. <laughs> he would make Secret Invasion better. I won't go on a date with you. Not even if you ask. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the next book uh, made me laugh when I saw it on the racks. Josh? <laughs> yeah. Um, Neb did uh, a review of Action Comics Annual 11, uh, giving the story a 4 out of 5 and the art a 4 out of 5. If you remember, this is the um, the, the finale of the Jeff Johns-Richard Donner collaboration that started in December 2006. Yeah. So this, this is the ending of it. Um, although he liked it, he said, uh, I wasn't disappointed in the least. The story played out in, in a great fashion as Superman teams up with Lex Luthor to take on Zod. Yes, the Zod from the movie, only ten times meaner. And did I mention that Luthor has a team of supervillains that are joining the fray? This, of course, leads to all sorts of shenanigans and backstabbing while also moving the story and action forward. The ending leaves a lot of unanswered questions but closes up enough to leave the reader satisfied. It's the type of ending I hope John's revisits someday because it has a lot of potential. Um, so, you know, like it's no big surprise that it, it ended well. Because it was a good story. Every part of it that I read was good. But, yep. uh, you know, that was one of those ones where I drew the line, and I think it's, it's, it's disappointing. It's, it's too like, bad. It's like the Kubert tried to teach himself how to draw with the other hand for this book. Or like, like, <laughs> Did you what? buy it? No, I didn't buy it. Um, Not me either. It's it just the, it was the delay. You know, like I was done yeah, with the story. I, I had no interest. I, I think it was Donner. It. I don't know. What maybe. happened? What happened to the Kubert guys? I mean, they they dropped off. That's the I mean, thing. Kubert was drawing Batman, and he disappeared, yeah. and the other uh, Adam Kubert was drawing something else. And We're he gonna find out there's that. some like family thing. Some somebody. Yeah, and then it'll feel horrible. Exactly. But. No, they're just... having a cover. They're having a cover. Teach classes. Oh yeah, probably. Oh, oh no, I, I got a sub. I can't. I can't finish the book. Anyway, yeah. so if if you enjoyed your comics this week, uh, you head over to ifanboy.com forward slash comics and you can uh, register and you can pick the comics you bought and you can uh, rate them and review them and, and make sure you, you get your voice heard about the comics of the world. So, um, cool. Well, um, it's that time of month. 
<laughs> Book of the month time. <laughs> I'm just going to cut you off before you go any further. Uh, this is the time of the month where we talk about the I Find My Book of the Month, and this book of the month is Hellboy Library Edition Volume 1 from Mike Mignola with a story assisted by John Byrne in the first part. Um, we're not really going to go too in-depth because we've talked a lot about Hellboy and everybody knows how much we love the stories, but really this was the book of the month choice for me because um, if there's any piece of art that deserves the oversized treatment, it's the, it's Mignola's Hellboy stuff, which is absolutely beautiful. It's like it's almost like an art, art book. you know. It's almost like a coffee table Picasso book or something. It's just, if there's any, any kind of art. I mean, you don't do oversized for stories. You know, great stories... Don't read any better, big, big, you know, unless you're hard, hard of seeing. But uh, it, th- this book, good art, yeah, yeah. This book was is amazing to hold in your hand. It's just hefty and like the way the cover is, and like, oh yeah, it's great. So it's tactile, yeah, totally. Yeah, the cover's rough. It's like cloth, and um, which is totally appropriate for the story. It's like an archive um, edition too. It's like yeah, yeah so. So that's really all we have to say. It's just it, it was really it was really. <laughs> It's not much more more complicated than the fact that the art is beautiful and and in the oversized it's even more beautiful. And if you want to hear any more in depth thoughts on that, um, you can go read my review on ifanboy.com or they watch the ifanboy mini, which will be out on Monday if you're listening to this on Sunday, or if you go back and find it on the website. Um, so it includes the first two Hellboy trades, basically. Yeah, it's um, Seed of Destruction and Wake the Devil, and then the next two, uh, the next volume with the next two stories is coming out in a few months. They're, it looks like they're committed to this. Uh, putting it in library edition. They, the library edition is not new. I thought it was a new format for Dark Horse, but they did Sin City in library edition form, which yeah. nobody bought because it was in a set. It cost three hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, I, and honestly, I looked at it and then I said, no, I can't do that. Um, yeah. I think releasing them one at a time is it? What's the price point on it? It's like seventy five. Forty nine ninety five. Oh, that's not that bad at all. So yeah. excellent. Yeah. And you can um, get it cheaper. Yeah, and actually, um, our friends at InStockTrades.com are going to have it discounted um, as the uh, Fanboy Book of the Month, so you can get it even cheaper at InStockTrades.com. Um, which is probably a good time to tell you about InStockTrades.com. Um, <laughs> they're a great site to buy all your trade paperbacks and hardcovers and things like that. You can save up to 37% off, and they give you free shipping over $50 on orders over $50. So um, it, it makes it uh, more incentive to buy the big absolutes and things like that. <laughs> um, they've got over 5,400 trade paperbacks in stock and available for order. Um, they get all the releases that come out every Wednesday, so anything that's in Diamond, you can order from them. And orders usually ship within 48 hours. So head over to www.instocktrades.com and pick up Hellboy Hellboy Library Edition Volume One. It's going to be discounted pretty aggressively. So um, if you if you like Hellboy, I, I mean I'm uh, this. I mean that Library Edition. It's the kind of thing where like I have a couple of trades here and there of Hellboy and stuff like that. But I think this is the one where this is going to go on the shelf, and that's the. Well, once they announced so, it, I I, yeah. I had a plan to buy all the Hellboy books because I hadn't owned them. I borrowed people's books. I didn't. I wanted them on my shelf, and then I saw this and I said, "Oh, forget that. I'll wait for the Library Edition." Which is what just I'm like Starman, I got yep. the uh, complete set. Oh, just like Sandman. Sandman, Starman, Hellboy. I have all of the trades All now. the mans and boys. Exactly. You know <laughs> what? If anything, this week reading um, uh, Abe Sapien mm-hmm. uh, led, me, led me to believe I'm making the right decision in, in only reading Hellboy books and trade because I think complete stories for that are much better. Like reading Abe Sapien and issues was t- difficult. Although this issue know. helped. Right, but I mean, that's what I mean. If I read it all together, though, I wouldn't be so have been so annoyed with it like I was with the first two or three issues. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely see that because it it does it does they do tend to work better than that. Uh, BPRD nineteen forty six is actually reading really well in issues, but it's been a rarity since I've been reading Hellboy. Anyway, let's talk about the email. Carson from Calgary, Canada, says after watching and listening to a number of podcasts such as yours, I'm interested in getting into comics and would love if you could give me some suggestions. I find myself drawn to Batman, The Flash. And Spider-Man. This could perhaps be from my nostalgia from watching the JLA, JLU, and Spider-Man cartoons. I don't have easy access to a comic book shop, but if you could, so if you could limit your suggestions just to good trades to pick up, that would be great. Uh, and a somewhat related question, I picked up a copy of Batman Long Halloween after the professions of love. I have heard about it, but I find I did not like the portrayal of Batman. I was hoping for a more sarcastic Batman, akin to the Batman in the JLA comics. Do I have a hope of finding that Batman or Flash character similar to their portrayals in the comics? Or is that doomed goose hunt? Is that like a doomed goose hunt? Hmm. I like the term doomed goose hunt, by the way. That's sort of double redundant. Yeah. <laughs> goose hunt, you know. Anyway, please hunt goose. Please hunt geese. <laughs> um, you know what that's from? You're awesome. Uh, you know, let's go to the Batman thing first because I started to talk about it. Um, I don't know if Batman's been all that sarcastic uh, outside of... JLA. He said JLA. Which JLA? You think he means yeah, the Giffen stuff? 
Yeah, the given stuff. I'd he be cracked, surprised. He cracked, he cracked he, a couple of jokes, but it wasn't that much. Um, he, he's he's, 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 ra- he's rather sarcastic in the in the, in the Morris and stuff. In that he's kind of like uh, he's a know it all. Uh, yeah, he's, he's amused. Yeah. Um, Batman's kind of grim. Yeah. Uh, he's been written that way for a while, so you know that that's pretty much what you're gonna find, I think, for the most part. Um. I, I didn't think that the long Halloween was the greatest story ever. I thought it was a lot prettier than it was interesting um, for for me. But it wasn't so much the characterization of Batman. Um, but, you know, I don't I don't know. Is there a Batman like that? You're you're really only going to find that kind of Batman in the team books where he can he can bounce off other people on, on his own. He doesn't really have much need to be sarcastic. Uh, yeah. Occasionally, whips with Alfred, but. Yeah, really, really though, you have to find, you have to look for the team books. Really, look for the JLA books that he's in. Um, I thought I liked Long Halloween. I didn't love it. I don't think it's like in my top. You know, it's probably not in my top twenty or thirty, but it's 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 good. Yeah, um, I but, like Dark Victory better. I think the, the follow up. Oh, really? Anyway, uh, yeah. Dark Victory. Yeah, yeah, so. Dark Victory was good. Right. Um, his his other question though was uh, he wants he Batman, wants- Flash, Spider Man trades to buy. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, um, Batman, huh? Well, we could sort of tag. Who, who watched the Spider-Man cartoon? Who I didn't did? watch any. I haven't watched any cartoons in years because I'm old and no. grumpy. Yeah, I didn't. Well, this was the one when we were young. This was the one in the '90s. Right now, I didn't watch that either. I watched right. that some. Yeah. Um. Yeah, those were really classic. Like almost like you can like you can almost go get like the old like the Spider-Man omnibus. Those were the closest ones to that, and just sort of go straight through Spider-Man. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that you're still better off just going with the Ultimate Spider-Man kind of thing. Those were episodic; they went forever. They focused on sort of the strife in his life and things like that. I think mm-hmm. to get that feeling, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man is going to be the best way to go on that. Okay. Uh, for those, that's always that's always good advice. So, uh, the Flash, the just Flash. To... I mean, the tough. I mean, the tough thing is that if I remember from his portrayal in the cartoons, the ones I did see it. Um, I don't know if you're going to find it in the comics, but anything by Mark Wade, Jeff Johns, his Flash is good. So. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's gonna be the exact portrayal though. He's not as young, and although the early when when Flash took over after Crisis, he was a little more aloof and a little more irresponsible. So, um. you know, as far as Batman and the Flash go, you'd 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 you know, it is a fitting end. You'd be you'd be hard pressed to do better than the uh, the Grant Morrison's JLA. Yeah, I could, good I fifty that. issues there, forty something issues of really good characterizations and interplay between those two characters as well as others. And they feature a lot in them, yeah, totally. So, yeah. All right. That's our, probably your best bet. Cool. Our next email comes from, Con- from Connor in Rochester. Two ends. From Rochester, Illinois. Connor writes that he recently got into superhero comics with DC New Frontier, and I'm absolutely captivated. I like the iconic feel that DC gives, and all I want is more. The, things, uh, the thing is, I'm more of a fan of the books that encapsulate many aspects of the universe with a lot of characters and epic storylines. I've ordered Kingdom Come, but I'd like to get, it, get in with the current state of things. This leads to my question in the whole deal with 52 and all the crises. Which ones do I need to read and get into, the, into that stuff? Is it Infinite Crisis? Is it Crisis on Infinite Earths? Multiple Earths? Where does 52 fit in? Do I need to read one year later books? Basically, I want to I want to read those big DC events and just need an order to read them in. I'd ask a friend, but the only kid at school that reads comics only reads Punisher, and even then he told me his mom would let him buy Civil War Civil War War, War Journal. <laughs> also, does Sandman get better after the third trade? I love the Shakespeare stuff, but Morpheus a, Morpheus a cat pissed me off. Okay, then. <laughs> well, there's an easy answer for the crisis thing, and it's, and it's to uh, keep your eye on the video show the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, we, we can go. We go more in depth there than we could here at this moment. So um, it's a kind of a pushing yeah. you off to the video show. But why, we have a show dedicated to that in a couple of weeks. So watch, watch for that. Yeah. What an excellent time to promote Sandman, that. Josh Sandman. Yeah, actually, it does get better after the third trade. Although go, I go, really like the second go, and third. Go watch the Sandman episode to hear us talk about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> we run out of stuff. We, we, this will just be us referring them to other issues. It will be like sort of a bibliography show. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, I think that uh, the middle and the ending are the strongest parts of Sandman, so there's that. Especially if you love the Shakespeare. The thing about that book is it's all over the place. If you don't like one part, wait around. It's going to change. Like the weather in Ithaca, New York. (laughs) He must know. Oh, he's Rochester, Illinois. Never mind. (laughs) Not not New York. The weather never changes changes in Rochester, New York. It just snows. That's it. (laughs) Anyway, all right. Our our last email comes from... um, Roche. 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 Um, Rock. Ro- uh, Roche says, I believe the identity of Steve Rogers in Captain America number 37 is the Captain America from the 50s who eventually became the Grand Director. 
A little history. When the real Cap disappeared in the 40s, he had a few successors until he came back in the late 60s. In the 50s, two men took the mantle of Cap and Bucky. That Bucky was Jack Monroe, who eventually became Nomad. I love this history stuff. They were put through a version of, of the Super Soldier Serum. That, of course, was flawed. They were also given plastic surgery to look more like the people they were imitating. They became increasingly violent, and the government decided to put them in suspended animation until they could figure out how to cure them. They came back in the 70s and clashed with the real Captain America and the Falcon. They were defeated and sent to a mental institution that, unbeknownst to anyone, was run by Dr. <laughs> Faustus. Faustus, how is it unbeknownst to anybody? Faustus <laughs> messed with Cap's with quote unquote Cap's head until he eventually became the grand grand director, a Nazi type leader. He eventually committed suicide by activating a device in his belt, which incinerated him, and he was left for dead. In Captain America number thirty-seven, there's a moment by there's a comment by Faustus as he enters Zola's lab. He basically tells Zola to not be sarcastic and that he would not have this subject if it wasn't for Faustus. Later in the issue, Sharon goes to rescue quote unquote Steve Rogers, but realizes that he is in fact not him. Quote unquote Steve Rogers is a little unsure himself, which totally plays with the storyline from the seventies where he actually thought he was Steve Rogers. And if you look at the art closely in the last panel, he has what looks like burn scars on his left shoulder. I rest my case. So we don't have to keep reading this. No, we don't. I think. I think he might be right. I mean, that's this is the kind of thing Brew Baker's been doing has been pulling out these little remembered storylines from the past and bringing them to the present. Where so. was the Larry Cranston email like this? <laughs> I, think Roche has a, I think Roche has a good uh, good theory going. Yeah, no, that's a great theory, and I wouldn't be especially considering that Faustus is involved. I think that's great. So, yeah. all yeah. right, if you if you want to send us an email, that is uh, contact at ifanboy.com. And normally we do voicemails, but we're not going to this week. But if you wanted to do that, you can call 888-326-2697, which is 888-FANBOYS. But if you're at home and you don't have anything to do and you need movies, go to Netflix. They've got over 90,000 titles, no late fees, uh, free shipping both ways. They've got Blu-ray titles if you want the HD, fast delivery. Um, the plans start from $4.99. You can get a two, uh, free two-week trial if you go to www.netflix.com slash ifanboy. Um, that would help us out, and you will get awesome stuff. So thank awesome you. stuff. Yay. Mm-hmm. All right, so as we mentioned um, uh, this past weekend, we've been at Seattle at the Emerald City Comic Con, um, which has been a fun time. But um, uh, but <laughs> maybe. Bef- maybe. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We're excited for it. Uh, we're doing this before the con, so it's hard to say. Um, but r- real quick, I want to up- update everybody on the fundraising effort for David Percola, um, the, the retailer who was uh, wounded when his uh, store was robbed in um, in Michigan. Uh, he is still in uh, critical condition, but he's making positive steps in the right direction, so keep him in your thoughts and prayers. And the good news is that um, we've raised uh, a little over $6,000 so far. Um, also, the police have uh, believed they've caught the alleged uh, robbers, um, so that's good, um, hopefully, if you know, it turns out to be them. Uh, innocent until proven guilty um, and uh, and look out for some great news about uh, we're putting together some auctions and some cool stuff uh, to raise some more money for David uh, so definitely keep on your eye out on that and if you haven't donated yet head over to ifanboy.com and donate um, if you can cool um, while you're over at ifanboy.com you may as well hang around and check out the written pick of the week review and all the in-depth comic discussions every single book that comes out you know that anybody wants to talk about is there and there's conversations going on all over the place as well as all of our stuff uh this past week was all grant morrison and it, it was really good i'm i was impressed by us hell um so get over there <laughs> it was a fun week and um if you need to pick up any grant morrison books or any books we talked about in the pod in the podcast or on any of our shows head over to ifanboy.com forward slash store um we always highlight the books that were talked about in the video show every week um but but you can search from there it's a direct link to amazon and purchasing there help us out helps us out so we appreciate it and every Saturday, we have the iFanboy video show, which can be found on iFanboy.com or Vision3.com slash iFanboy. And this past week, you saw uh, the classic Marvel Vault show, where we went into the vault for classic Marvel stories. And next week, we will have the Seattle Con show. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> God willing. <laughs> and then every single weekday uh, morning, you can find a new iFanboy mini, which is a little short video on a subject of our choosing uh last week uh, you know there was always a shipping show and a pick of the week but the rest were all grant morrison uh this week uh other stuff that isn't grant morrison necessarily <laughs> and if you can't get enough of ifanboy head over to jinx.com forward slash ifanboy and order your t-shirt and if you take a picture of yourself wearing the t-shirt mail it in uh, email it to jinx as well as to us um jinx will send you free stickers and we'll thank you and you can send us an email at contact.fanboy.com. That's where you can send that picture. And you can leave a voicemail at 888-FANBOYS, which is 326-2697. Any comments, questions, theories, anything, we'll bring the voicemails back next week. 
Um, if you want to hook up with us on the web, uh, you could go to any of the social networks that we have listed at ifanboy.com slash about, um, where there's little pictures of us and biographies as well. Hmm? Ooh. Ooh. And, yeah. And finally, if you're listening to this, you're probably listening to it from iTunes, which means that you could go in and leave us a review if you haven't already. And I was looking at the reviews, and we're, we're in striking distance at 200, and we haven't really, you know, done a big review drive recently. So, let's, people, let's pick it up, especially considering, you know, Tom, like we mentioned earlier, Tom Caters from Around Comics, he's doing Tom vs. the JLA. He's almost got 100 reviews, and he's only been doing that for a couple of weeks. So, come on, people. we got to represent on iTunes. So, um, write a review. Uh, tell everybody what you think of us. And more importantly, also, if you, um, if you like the show, tell somebody, tell someone about it. Tell them about podcasts. Tell them to check it out. It's free, and it's fun. And finally, if you really like the show, you can donate some cash to the cause by going to ifanboy.com slash donations. Click on the donate box, and, um, and anything you would be willing to donate, we'd be happy. Thank you very much. It makes things better. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Money don't make my world go round. I'm reaching out for a higher ground. You, you, Disarray. Know, you know what came out this week that I picked up, actually? Um, I picked up the Aztec trade paperback, speaking of Grant Morrison. Uh, that came out this week from DC. I'm very excited really? to read that. Yeah, remember in the 90s, uh, him and Mark yep. Miller wrote Aztec. Yeah, I always liked that character. So um, he was in the JLA for Aztec. A Aztec. A- yes. a- Aztec. Yeah. Aztec. Aztec. So yeah. Aztec. Yeah. I thought about that, but I didn't. I picked it up. I probably could pick it up later. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So um, until next week, uh, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I'm just Josh. I'm just Joshin. Just <laughs> no. I didn't say that. <laughs> take that back. Take it back. <laughs> I'm not ending the show until you take that back. <laughs>